guys, welcome back to Strip by Sia, another episode about strippers, sex workers, and all things in between. I am your host, uh, Steph Sia, or Kimchi. I don't know, a lot of people know my real name, lots of people know my stage name, but enough about me. We have a wonderful guest on today. We have Miss Serena, who is visiting us all the way from New Brunswick. So, way to represent. Hello. Hi! Hey! <laughs> so glad you're here today. I've been like meaning to talk to you about this for a long time since we've been uh, friends for a little while. So if you want to tell the audience what do you do, who you are, what's your story, everything, where do you want to start? <laughs> so many things we have to talk about today. Such a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Here you go, who's everything. <laughs> no pressure. Um, Alright, well I'm Serena. I am currently a stripper, but I used to be an escort and a sugar baby. I'm not sure if I consider myself a sugar baby ever, but that is, that's my those are my titles. And, <laughs> um, yeah, what are the next? What were, what, what <laughs> what I guess that's a really short answer. answer. That's a really short answer. So basically, you you're specializing in escorting and stripping and maybe a minoring in (laughs) in sugar babying Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah speaking of which you you are a student as well Mm -hmm. yes 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 i am which i think is pretty common i think lots of students you know they go to stripping they go to a lot of sex work because one school's fucking expensive and two we got to live some way right so So you're a student over uh, at U of NB? Yeah, University of New Brunswick. Nice. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> School life. God, my undergrad seemed like ages ago. Yeah, it's, um, I love learning. <laughs> I love learning so much, but it definitely is expensive. And if I want to be good at whatever I'm studying, I just want to put all my time into that. So totally working in sexy <laughs> ways is, um kind of the best solution for me to deal with that problem is that how you kind of got into sex work is because of school and because like you're paying for yourself kind of thing or what what's what's your story there i actually there are almost like three stories <laughs> so the, <laughs> the movements that you're making with your hands right now look very confusing <laughs> i think because i'm confused like i don't fully know how well it all started with um seeking arrangement I think okay Um, Okay. yeah so um seeking arrangement is a sugar dating website Mm -hmm. um and I'd always been intrigued that there were these girls that I'd heard of that could go on a date with like an older gentleman and then be paid for it and they're not considered paid they like get an allowance but right either way they're getting money and I was like how do I do that (laughs) where do I sign up (laughs) can I do that too all of these things were very intimidating for me to start because I'm a very cautious person about safety and all that kind of stuff so um it was a strange way um that I entered it I was in New Brunswick and I already had started pole dancing as a student just because I thought it was like the coolest thing ever, and I it is to try the coolest it. thing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like I met people like you because of it. Like, it's great. And so I had made a friend at the pole studio, 
It turns out that she used to escort in Japan for a month because she wanted to travel Mm -hmm. um, and that was like the best way for her to like pay for her trip was by escorting in Japan and she's Caucasian so um, they really like Caucasian girls. Oh for sure yeah (laughs) they love the white chicks over there. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so yeah I had I had a seeking arrangement account that I did absolutely nothing with for probably eight months until I met her. And um, for a short time, right before I started, I was seeing this guy for like three weeks and he was putting the pressure on me to like get a sugar daddy so I could buy him a Patagonia fucking jacket. (laughs) Like a $200. Yeah. (laughs) I was like... At the time, I just was, like, really off-put by it because I, yeah, I was just, I was just like, <laughs> you want me to what? Like, uh, excuse me? Like, <laughs> like, and I had already been considering, like, doing that in some ways, but it was just weird for a guy to put pressure on me to say that. Totally. And, like, in hindsight, like, he wasn't, like, a pimp, but, like, that's, like, red flag, like... Yeah, is that what came to mind when you met him? Like, when he started seeing that, or, like... No, I didn't think of it until, like, after we stopped seeing each other, like, after I started working. It's all his fault. (laughs) It's all his fault, but it kind of worked out, I guess. Um, So my friend, we will call her Anastasia? Okay. Yeah, we could do that. We could do that. Uh, so, That's white. So Annabelle, um, she was an escort, and she actually didn't know about Seeking Arrangement. I don't know how I found Seeking Arrangement. I think maybe with the um, Madison... Ashley Madison? Ashley Madison yeah. scandal. Like, oh, okay. maybe I heard about it that way. It was like 2014-ish. Or something. Around there, 2015. I'm not sure. I that's when I used to sugar. <laughs> yeah, I started my account in 2017, I think. Oh, okay, so pretty recent. Oh, wow. yeah, yeah, because I I didn't do any of this until I actually like started my studies in New Brunswick. So, right. Okay. Okay. Um. It, yeah, it was just crazy. So Annabelle was an escort. Okay. In Japan, and so I found that out and I asked her like how about do you go and do that yeah like what's the process how do you get involved like there's no manual there's no like wiki how no (laughs) on how do you become an escort I've done google yeah (laughs) sell your body like I don't know yeah there's no instruction manual there's no like this is how you do things you just have to kind of like talk with people and kind of like word of mouth Mm -hmm. too especially a couple years ago Mm -hmm. and so I told her I was interested in sugar babying and there was this website and so she created herself an account and she started working on it in New Brunswick and she was just like messaging people and talking to people and that was great and like I actually needed so much help I was like "Is, is this a good picture she's like no no, you gotta like oh my god show more tits or like ah oh, like, i wish i had known you that like when this happens i used to like coach people on their <laughs> yeah yeah i wish i knew you too I, just, like, I was like oh and like i made like like the bad decision of like putting my face but not no. my not my body just like my face oh my god like all the mistakes that you could have made um <laughs> Yeah, thankfully, like, I think my face was only in those, like, private pictures, and right. I don't even know what my anonymous picture was, like, maybe, like, the back of my head or something, like. <laughs> yeah, something like, like that. Yeah. Yeah, she kind of, like, told me, like, what she was doing, and so 
it wasn't until two days before like me and that guy stopped seeing each other Mm -hmm. that I saw my first client and most of the guys that are on seeking arrangement they treat it like a cheap way to cheap out on escorts yeah, <laughs> I've heard this before. <laughs> um, they typically just like try to find like dumb college girls who don't necessarily know the worth of an escort. But thankfully, my friend told me like you know y- you make like three hundred dollars an hour as an escort mm-hmm. um, on average. So like if some guy is like, oh, I want to take you out on a date and I'll give you an allowance of like a hundred dollars, like that's an insult. Oh my god! Like my jaw just dropped right now. I'm like disgusting. <laughs> Yeah, shocked. Um, And I'm so glad she said that because I was like, I don't know what a good rate is. I like, I don't think I would have sold myself for that much. No. But like, I I also don't know like what people go for and that there are scammers and like like all these different things. And sometimes there are trolls and yeah, fake like lots of fake salt daddies out there. What we used to call them. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some guy will just pose with like. A Lamborghini outside on Would the not street. Not even his. Not even theirs. <laughs> just like it's like ew. rich daddy. Like yeah, because like when you're on seeking arrangement, you can kind of see like the sugar daddies have to like write down what kind of bracket that they make, mm-hmm. um, like what they're looking for their and age. stuff, their age, yeah, what their occupation is. But all that shit you can make up. It's like an online dating profile. Yeah, or there's an no app. way to verify it. Yeah, and it's really like sketchy. <laughs> yeah, it's sketchy. It's like part of me I don't even like trust the pictures that they put I know that like like, how old is that photo yeah (laughs) yeah exactly also had that problem (laughs) oh my god it's like just so much work and that's the problem that Annabelle had as well she was like I put in more work to try to like get someone here and go on dates here than I do as an escort or than she did as an escort right I was just like okay yeah um that when I became an escort I was like okay this makes so much sense like yeah it is totally so hard just a lot of filtering and stuff on seeking arrangement and like those sites especially now like especially when when you got into it because I had tried to go on it Mm -hmm. a couple years ago too and it just like was not the same and I was kind of talking with Danny from 50 Plus Tip on this mm-hmm. on her episode a few episodes ago. And, like, when I joined in, like, 2013, it was, like, so much easier to yeah. find people. Like, yes, filtering was obviously a thing. You know, got to take some precautions and stuff to do your background checks. But, like, now it's, like, so oversaturated and so many, so many salt daddies and, like, cheap-ass <sighs> yeah. fucking flakes out there, too. Yeah. Actually, I had a Such friend Such a turn-off. Who, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had a friend from school who I didn't find out until, like, I kind of confided in her and told her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, yeah, I used to have it and I went back on recently and it's just been... Bleh. It's so shitty. Horrible, shitty, like... Yeah, so many guys who are trying to just take advantage of you for cheap because yeah, the economy is not good and like all these other reasons and looking for like the prettiest <laughs> girl for the lowest price like so disgusting. Ugh, yeah. can't even like think about that. Yeah, so I don't really use it anymore, and also the app isn't working on my phone anymore. No. So it's like another reason to You're like, and get I'm me done. Off of it. <laughs> Yeah, so that was sugaring, but I feel like I used it kind of like an escort, so I don't consider myself a true sugar baby. A true sugar baby, yeah. But funny story, I met this guy, the sugar dating website, Mm -hmm. and uh, he was like my quote unquote like manager of escorting because he like what? Yeah, he like runs the escort group and like 
I don't know if I like trusted that he wasn't like trying to find like like more girls or if he like wanted to see me but I think he genuinely as a sugar daddy like per date like we settled on a the price price that I like was okay with and like kind of wanted to do for a date mm-hmm. um and because you settle on it per date at least like the way you did it in the way that I did it like mm-hmm. I kind of just had to think like okay if an escort makes like 300 an hour a date's gonna be like more than that because you're going to like eat dinner and then like maybe hang out and chat and all these yeah. things and they're paying like a flat rate even though so when we talk about stigma, this is where it's really funny because some guys are like, oh, I'm so glad you're not an escort. And in the back of my head, I'm like, what is the difference? Just because yeah. I tell you that I'm not an escort? Like, right. everything I'm doing, I feel like, is very similar to an escort. And I'm learning this from an escort. Well, the lines are so blurred, right? Between sugaring, between yeah. escorting, and between prostitution. So in my mind, because I've done almost all three, well, I guess the lines are kind of blurred, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But, like, I feel like least stigma is sugar baby next stigma after that would be escort and then the last one is prostitution yeah you know do you kind of agree with that kind of oh i 100 percent stigma agree yeah that. like it's like, so weird even though they're all like they're all very similar mm-hmm. very similar especially when sex sexual services are involved mm-hmm. so <laughs> i think um yeah like the oldest term that's ever been used is prostitutes so I think that there's all those connotations associated with that and and there were just new ways of like rebranding remarketing like the industry to like become a new thing that's like slightly different but kind yeah, of different niches right fills the same needs yeah yeah <laughs> Totally. Different niches, so. Because, yeah, with, with sugar babying, guys, so it's like it's an arrangement, mutually beneficial arrangement between, I guess, sugar baby who is benefiting, like, with monetary value from the sugar daddy who's the one who's paying for the services. So, and a lot of these arrangements will include sex, so in that way, it's kind of prostitution, you know, and people are like, oh, a sugar, sugar ring, being a prostitute. Well, yes and no. It, d- it depends if sex is involved, mm-hmm. but it depends on what your arrangement is. Mm-hmm. So if you're just going on paid dinners and that's technically escorting, if you're just going out and you're not getting paid and you're just getting dinner, then what are you doing? But anyways, like, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Everyone has different needs. I'm not here to, like, judge any type of sugar babies, but there are different, like, levels. And I guess the higher you go the deeper the stigma would be, but also the higher the payout, if that makes any sense. Yeah, kind of. Well, should be. Should I mean, be a higher payout. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, yeah, I think it just depends on the person and also the client and, again, the arrangement. And the arrangement. There's so many different factors, right? <sighs> so many. And, yeah, you just can't... Categorize you... them all into one big umbrella term. No. No. So, yeah. <laughs> Did you want to yeah. um, talk more about escorting in terms of, like, how you would market yourself? Like, yeah, so... how do you find clients and stuff, too? Like, how did you switch over from sugaring to escorting? So, initially, like, when I first met my manager and he was just, like, a sugar daddy to me, uh-huh. um, he, I think he asked me if I was interested in uh, escorting, and I told him no because of whatever stigmas that I had in my brain. Right. So he never actually considered me to be a girl that he was going to work with in that way. 
But then I ended up finding out later when I was more interested in escorting and was like, yeah, actually put me up on your team. <laughs> um, because the ways that you can escort is you either go independent or you go with an agency. My manager does take like a, a small, cut, like, cut mm-hmm. um, which technically like you shouldn't. And even with agencies, like you shouldn't. The, but they do, like with stripping. <laughs> yeah, it's like better than, it's better than an agency because he provides like a room and like the space and also his um quote unquote like waste of time list from the other girls. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so the waste of time list is like the list of trolls and people who waste your time or people that make an appointment and don't show up who like really waste your time and so we put them on this list and if they email another girl then the manager can just say like oh don't don't respond to this person like he's just gonna waste your time right yeah and how would they find you though how would they find the other girls and stuff um so all of our ads are on like a canadian classifieds website Mm -hmm. or on um the escort review website Oh, I've heard of something like that, too. Yeah. Like one episode of, one. One of, um, yeah, I think the Dominatrix was talking about that. Yeah. Yeah, but she didn't reveal what, like, the actual website was, but. Yeah, I. She spoke about it, though. Also don't want to, but yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> it's a thing. It's it real, guys. <laughs> it's really weird. And actually, like, in terms of escorting, um, for the review site, you don't really get a lot of clients unless you have a good review. And if you're new. It could take, like, up to a year before you have someone, like, writing a review. Because I had, like, lots of people... Yeah, because there's different reasons why people don't want to write a review. Some people are just on those review sites because they just want to look and see what other people are saying. And they know that the commenters that comment, like, a lot or, or like, make big comments are just like yeah like i fucked her like oh god yeah she was good or like she sucked like she (laughs) didn't do this like good or like to my standards or whatever but then yeah like because they say that like then all of them kind of just don't but if you are a guy that takes a chance and you don't write reviews then the thing is like I'll be more available if you don't write a review because then not as many clients know about me or know that I'm good or whatever. Like, I'm definitely not everyone's type because there's also, like, different services that are provided. Right. Um, But, yeah, depending on what you're looking for. And on the website, are those services listed then? Like, do you have a profile? Like, how does that, like, work? Or in the classified? Yeah, so you have your ad. Do you have control of what goes in the ad? My manager makes it, and... So we have, like, pictures of us. All of our faces are, like, cropped or blurred out. Actually, I think he blurs them out, and it, those pictures look so weird with the faces. <laughs> <laughs> Headless bodies. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, it's just, like, imagine no face, so just, like, skin. Oh, that is weird. <laughs> it's, like, creepy. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh, guys, go for this. <laughs> like, they don't get weirded out by the fact that, like, my eyes are just skin. Like, <laughs> so creepy. Um, but, yeah, and then your ad will say kind of, like, oh, hi, like, my escort name was Maddie. Like, hey, I'm Maddie, and I can't remember, like, something sexy, and, like, these are my um, prices, per hour and half an hour. Oh, I offer like a girlfriend experience, which is more of a like intimate, like you can talk more casually versus oh, like the porn star experience, which right. is kind of like just like... Like a cheesy porn. <laughs> like it's like when you walk into the strip club and you expect like 
the girls with the fake tits and stuff like th- yeah those like connotations um sometimes like guys just like come in and they just like want to fuck you like get the deed done get the and deed go. done and go but like do it however they want to do it mm. some guys are great because they want to pleasure you mm-hmm. and you're like I'm going to sit back and relax. All right. Sounds good. <laughs> this is a good job. They're like, I get turned on when you're turned on. I'm like, I Please. love the respect. Thank you. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Win-win situation. <laughs> and get paid for it? Help ya. Yeah. That's awesome. So, Who's your client? Like, like your clientele? Like in terms of demographic? It just is depends, it I think. So some guys that look will look for any girl. Like the first one to respond. So it's like a timing game. Some Weird. guys like their certain type. Like maybe shorter girls or Asian girls or... Girls with fake tits or something. Girls with fake tits. Yeah, you can kind of tell through the picture. Like don't have fake tits. So... If you're not into that, then do you move yeah. on to the next escort? Yeah. Like, whatever. Wow. Yeah, so there's just, like, different types of guys that, yeah. What kind of services do you most often do for clients? So, so there's <laughs> all these, like, abbreviations in... In escort world? In escort world, like, COF stands for, like, come on face. Oh. So I'm, like, a big no against that mainly because if I'm seeing more than one client a day yeah no I'm not redoing my makeup for you like yeah (laughs) no no also like I just don't like that in general no yeah me either that's why I'm not porn star experience (laughs) that's totally porn star experience um com is come on mouth like what else like come on tits or something breasts I think cob cob yeah (laughs) (laughs) I don't think it's cod I think it's cob um what else d-a-t-y dining at the y meaning eating your pussy oh yeah that took me a while to like remember what that meant um I have no I had no idea that this kind of like lingo existed yeah this is so fascinating when you get the email and you forget you're like okay urban dictionary um please help me (laughs) what does this mean again yeah um so there are all those things in terms of what I provide yeah I provide like a girlfriend experience so so you pay me for the three hours whatever we choose to do in those three hours is between you and I however if Mm -hmm. you're looking for certain things in sex like I won't do like I said, come on face, come on mouth. Yeah, um, things like that. Bareback blowjobs are um, another abbreviation. Oh, wow. Um, most of the time, I'll do that. <laughs> That's okay. Um, but then, like, like in terms of penetration, like, for me, it's always condom. Yeah, like, for sure. Cannot. Yeah, fuck don't me fuck with a condom. Yeah. So in terms of, like, safety and stuff, too, does your manager help with that? Or, like, how do you take precautions when you're seeing clients? Like, how do you guys screen? I mean, I guess with the review site is one of them. The review site? Well, that's sort of escorts. So oh. they review us. We kind of just keep track of the waste of time people that we right. don't. Right, with the um, list you guys have. Email back. In terms of new clients, though, we tell the manager when we get to... The room? The or room. The, ven- yeah, the venue? Yeah. Different places, like different agencies do this differently. Like some agencies have a waiting area and then rooms that you go into to meet Whoa, really? the girls. 
Yeah, and like some guys were telling me that, and that they thought that that was kind of like awkward. Yeah, weird. super awkward. Um, <laughs> so in order to take that away and eliminate that awkwardness, it's a little less safe because anyone can kind of come into the building, but right. we give them the buzzer when they're there, and um, we let them up, and our manager knows exactly like who's in what room and yeah it's just like one like room that we kind of rented out oh i see yeah and so based on like the time slots i guess he'll know Mm -hmm. who's with who and whatnot okay Mm -hmm. yeah so if you say that you want to book me today at 2 p.m then you better be there at 2 p.m sharp because your appointment starts at 2 p.m if you come 15 minutes late you don't get that time back and you're still charged half an hour an hour whatever your booking is right so so you need to be um at like the room or whatever buzzed ready to go oh yeah right on time okay so we need to be there ideally like half an hour before so we can make sure everything's good and clean yeah in terms of like bed sheets we have like in the closet just a zillion bed sheets and pillowcases yeah and like make sure the bathrooms are clean make sure it looks like no one was in the room having sex right before you whether it was you or another girl that's working with um the group and so the client comes up and we send them to the bathroom to like clean themselves and then we'll send our manager up texting like he has arrived um so then the manager knows that like you know he's stuck always in the loop he knows what's going on he knows that we're there and he won't expect another text from us until the client either leaves or is in the shower okay so that way he knows that the sex yeah that might happen <laughs> has stopped right oh yeah. interesting that's how it all works i've been so fascinated by this and then get out and leave but I didn't stop sugaring cold turkey. I kind of like overlapped it. Mm-hmm. And so when I was doing this on my own in New Brunswick, I was just texting Annabelle to be like, hey girl, this is the address I'm going to. This is the phone number. This is... So it's really sketchy, but sometimes I would hop into people's cars. And if I hopped into someone's car, I would walk around the car in the way where I could take a quick pic of the license plate yeah. <laughs> on my phone and send it to her. Um before I go because if nothing happens to me no one's gonna look into it so those people are anonymous still hey they're still taking precautions their discretion (laughs) is respected but if something happens to me whether it's a stolen car or a rented car or anything then at least a license plate can be tracked to someone's name yeah and some kind of investigation can Can begin to find Serena oh my god so sketchy. I, I mean, know, I, have I have done a lot of fucking weird shit when I was being a sugar baby, mm-hmm. like hopping on a plane to Connecticut to meet a sugar a sugar daddy who I'd only been talking to like three hours prior. Oh, wow. Okay. You're yeah. braver than I am. <laughs> no, I'm just I'm stupid, guys. That was a long time ago. Don't do that again. I was like 23, so mm-hmm. <laughs> never again. <laughs> that was a long time ago. Yeah. 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 I mean... Guaranteeing your safety is, like, obviously super, super, super important and stuff, too. I guess, is there a lot of testing that gets done for each of the girls pretty regularly? Or, like, how does that work? And how do you, how can you guarantee the safety from clients, too? 
So I know that in Vegas, you have to, they also, um, some of the escorts in Vegas, apparently they um, do like full bare back, back, whatever. Um, But those clients need to show a, I just got a sex check certificate thing, whatever. um, Like a verification? That says that they got tested and it can't have been older than two weeks. Right. That's what I also heard too about the two weeks thing. Mm -hmm. As for us, <laughs> it's okay to say it. <laughs> no, like I'm just like, um, <laughs> like I don't really, yeah, it, yeah, no, um, we just kind of like trust that they're clean, like yeah, as, as, bad, the con- as that sounds like it's okay. Like honestly, at least you're being open and honest about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not too concerned. Part of me is like, yeah, and I get tested too. Of course, yeah. Um, like a responsible person. So, I mean, if they say they don't have anything, then... Yeah, and if they're, they're wearing a condom, that's... It's less likely that yeah. anything will be passed I mean, along. things but... can happen, of course, if the condom breaks and whatnot, too. But, like, mm-hmm. this can happen to anyone. Like, anyone. Exactly. Right? So. so, taking precautionaries there. But, yeah, in terms of testing, it's, like, some guys want it, like, the day of and... Most people are professionals, and I'm not entirely sure if I've actually worked with anyone that's married, Mm -hmm. which I feel is a big misconception because, um, I mean, I've only had such a small handful of men, but most of them, I feel, are single or in very casual relationships Mm. or divorced or in the process of getting a divorce where, like, that's kind of, like, their discretion is being kept, but also they're not... So morally, I don't even feel bad about no. That I'm makes doing. completely so, sense. Yeah, that makes sense. If I found out you were married, I'd probably be like, "Okay, that's it. <laughs> like, <laughs> it can be another girl. I know too much, and that doesn't sit great with me." But um, I feel like sometimes, especially with seeking arrangement and like Ashley Madison mm-hmm. and stuff, like girls would actually, and I see girls like people that I know have done this before, but they'd prefer married guys because they're like, "Oh, well, they're only really." would be sleeping with that one person. I mean, yeah. yeah, you think like that, but then who knows how many other sugar babies he's exactly with, right? Exactly. So um, almost like a naive way of thinking. Yeah, and some yeah, some guys like to have like one regular escort, mm-hmm. but some guys like to see other escorts, but all of us are like tested and safe and clean. So if yeah. you're only seeing escorts, it's very likely that you're clean too. Yeah. My favorite was this guy was like 28 and I thought he was hot. <laughs> and I was like, he came in and I was like, wait, you're paying to see me as an expert right now. Why? <laughs> and he like straight up told me, he was like, oh yeah, like I just work and like I don't really want to date and it almost costs like the same amount because. I think he only came in for half an hour, which was like $200 mm-hmm. um, for him. And uh, he's like, it, yeah, it costs the same amount to date. And there's just like less like bullshitting and it's like more efficient. And I know that I just want to like have sex. So yeah. And I was and like, like, wow, that is so responsible. <laughs> Thank you. It, it makes sense. And I've been like dying to interview guys if you're listening out there and we paid for sex i would love to speak with you i have some people in mind but they refuse to come on the show <laughs> i've tried like three people <laughs> but like some like in having those conversations with some of those people that i know they prefer having 
like going to an escort or going uh, uh, paying for a prostitute because they are professionals at what they do. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, it's a lot easier to make guys come, but like, you know, it's just they prefer that full experience as opposed to what you said here, like, you know, dating, you know, that's a lot of time commitment and investment. Mm-hmm. And honestly, it's probably cheaper maybe in the long run to just pay for, for sex. Yeah, so. yeah, you're not putting up with that emotional investment. Me as a personal, sorry, <laughs> me in my personal life, I um, I won't even have sex with you right away. So yeah, like if you're going on a date with me, it's gonna be like a few dates before we'll even have sex, and even then, I'm like very like ah, I don't know. <laughs> Because having sex with new people is awkward and (laughs) weird. But at the same time, like, I can do it no problem as an escort, which is the crazy part. Well, it's not that crazy because you think of it as a business, right? It's a business transaction. And for me, for me, (laughs) I haven't done that. Well, I... Have I? Yeah. Well, I guess technically. <laughs> God, everything is so cha- like challenging and right? confusing. So many blurred lines. I'm like, I guess technically. But yeah, like I don't even remember what I was saying here. But um, uh, it is. I think I was what I was saying that it's very transactional and it's just easier to mm-hmm. kind of think of it in that mindset. Like you make it, yeah, you make it so it's not transactional, but at the end of the day, both parties know that it's a transaction. Occasionally you get the, like, guys that want to save you and they're like, oh, you should, like, work with me at my front desk thing, like, job or whatever. And you're like, get, and get paid for the pennies? No. But also, like, <laughs> I fucked you and then I would see you and you'd know my real identity and, like, I would, no, that's yeah. what, that's so, so degrading. That's more degrading than, like, the stigma of sex work. Like, You're no. like, absolutely fucking not. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but they're just trying to save you from this, like, world. And I'm like, uh, no, actually, I really like my life. I really like this job. Actually, most of the time when I'm getting respectful customers in actually any of the three um things i'm really happy and i wouldn't change it so that's good that's awesome do you know beforehand who you're going to who your clients are going to be or is it just like they show up and you're like this is who i'm getting <laughs> yeah how's that I'm experience the people at the door and i'm like okay he's coming up the elevator and like i just buzzed him in and it could be any second oh okay oh oh it's a it's a young one it's an old one. It's a, it's a, oh, that, like, because they also will make up fake email accounts with fake names to right. protect themselves. Of course, as you should. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they use, like, a, their real first name and, like, a different last name, and sometimes it'll be both. Mm-hmm. And it just absolutely depends. And, yeah, you never know who's going to walk through that door. Right. But when they do, you just have to customer service. <laughs> Have you ever been in in experiences where you're like, oh man, like I'm really just not digging this dude. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't we all? I was like, how do I say that politely? There is um, no way of saying it politely. It's, for me though, it's not even like the way that you look. It's more just the way that you treat me. Like I've had great experiences with like older men who are respectful because mm-hmm. sometimes people will ask me like, oh, like you fuck fat dudes and I'm like yeah 
And that's always like the like, first thing that comes to fucking mind. We fuck fat dudes. I'm you know like, what? That actually turns me on a little bit. I think <laughs> it's something about that whole scenario. It's just like, I'm like, yeah, that's right. Like, <laughs> and not you. Yeah, it's just like, I don't know, like different people come in and uh, yeah. it's a mixed bag it's a mixed bag and you don't know what to expect but as long as you're respectful and you're you're not like ah turn around turn around and you're like (laughs) pushing my body to be like okay like you're gonna doggy like right now and like okay now like now like blowjob like da 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 and you're just like i'm not a blow-up doll (laughs) thank you like chill (laughs) like all right now I understand why you come here. <laughs> Hopefully there aren't a lot of those. No. Oh, um, gosh. Yeah, it just, yeah, again, it depends. And Have you ever dated, any, dated anybody while you were escorting? Oh, my God, yes. Um, Sorry, I forgot, to, <laughs> I forgot to ask if you actually wanted to talk about this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, okay, the thing is, I am a very monogamous person, mm-hmm. and I feel like in the sex work industry, in general, like, whether you're a stripper, an escort, whatever, there is a mixture, and I almost would say, like, an equal ratio of monogamous and open relationship people. Interesting. Okay. Um, <laughs> Explain. Uh, I know, I know a bunch of people who are in open relationships that are in the field, but I also know a lot of monogamous people that are in the field. Yep. Oh, and then single people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't count them in the numbers. No. Um, That's me. But yeah, like as um, for me, I'm more monogamous. So right now I'm not escorting because my heart's like broken and I just mm. cannot. Um, I know. You told me the story. We don't have to say the whole story yeah. in here. You don't have to say anything. But. Yeah, no. But, um, but when I was single, I was like, this is the best. Like I'm fucking and I getting paid for it <laughs> I'm getting paid, but also like the beautiful thing about escorting is um when i go on dates like regular non like potentially dates. romantic dates yeah personal life dates <laughs> Love you have to like define what kind of dates these are. <laughs> um when i go on like yeah regular dates have like some interest in like my emotions or whatever and if it turns out that you're a fuck boy and I fucked you I'm like first of all I'm like shit I stroked another ego but also <laughs> I'm like disappointed heartbroken I feel used like all these different things so I'd rather a fat guy fuck me who's respectful then have my emotions played with because some guy was like you're really hot and I want to fuck you and like that's it and like then I develop my like personal rules of not fucking like on the first date and stuff but but yeah dating or sorry escorting yeah dating while escorting (laughs) um is definitely for me as a monogamous person hard because then even though like I had permission from my partner yeah I was just like oh my god like I just want you like <laughs> like uh. it's challenging mm-hmm. but like with dating in general it's always challenging especially I mean you're on the other side of Canada I don't know what it's like over there but dating in Vancouver kind of sucks as you guys might have heard on the dating episode but <laughs> <laughs> very challenging I mean yeah it just depends <laughs> I met someone at the club recently. It's funny, as I was listening to Luna talk about um, her dating, I was like, yeah, she's, I 
think she's got it figured out. Like, <laughs> because I also met someone at the club recently, and, like... I need to start this. <laughs> he was great and respectful, and um, I don't normally give out my phone number to patrons, but yeah. I was like, yeah, I feel like you're being very genuine, and I trust you, and so here you go. That, I think, fizzled out because both of us are just too busy in our regular lives that it didn't work. But if we could have dated, like, I think it would have been great because I, um, for the while, while we were at a non-busy period in our lives, like, I could just talk to him freely about working in the club and everything and he was okay with that and I didn't have to have anxiety over anything. Right. Whereas my um, last partner, like, I met him on Tinder and... I did not want to paint that picture in his head, especially because of all the stigma and unknowing that goes on. And every club is different. So if if he hears about, like, one strip club where strippers, like, give extras. Like, oh I, I know that I escort, but I don't do any extras in the club. And I will yeah. not go home with you. You're like, nice try, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like, guys will be like, oh, like, will you go home with me for 600 And I'm like, nope. <laughs> and I just pretend, like, I've never escorted in my life. <laughs> like, absolutely not. Like, um, actually, like, no thank you. Um, you're really drunk or I'm really tired because it's 2 a.m. Like, <laughs> Yeah, no. Um, that's the other, like, beauty of escorting is that... Um, I think most of the time when I worked, it was between 12 to 7. In the morning? No, like 12, like noon to like 7 p.m. Oh, wow. like most of the client appointments because I don't like to take late appointments either. So you get different crowds depending on the time of day. So I got a lot of like professionals. Yeah. and That's smart. Yeah. It's just mainly because I don't like to go to bed late. (laughs) (laughs) Truth be told. She likes her sleep, guys. (laughs) Serena likes her sleep. Yeah. Um, you were mentioning about the club. We haven't really talked much about your stage dancing in uh, or in v- and VIPing in Moncton. Do you want to speak about that? Because we have had no one on the in the club in the club on the podcast. The That's podcast that club. far. <laughs> yeah, the podcast club <laughs> that has been that far east. Yeah, it's really good. I actually um. I think I was going through Halifax while traveling, and mm-hmm. um, it was amateur night there and it was like it was weird because it was like a, their first or sorry their last amateur night ever because that club was closing Ugh. apparently there are no yeah. more clubs in Nova Scotia fuck they're disappearing there too so same problem that we have here on the west coast yeah 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 it's just like a dying industry I think part of it totally. is due to like I feel like our generation will just not continue going to the strip club so that will cause a dying industry is kind of how I feel because guys just don't want to spend money because why would I spend money on you and pay for a $20 lap dance when I can get fucked for free yeah it's that whole mentality yeah changed everything it's like pretty entitled and this like that's just our generation in general <laughs> as a whole <laughs> like girls and guys yeah. like we're at fault too like that's our middle name it's... entitled <laughs> <laughs> sorry but yeah it's just like that's just unfortunately how it's going and with like the need for fast 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 now 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 more more yeah. more bigger Instant. more exciting more exciting it's like yeah no wonder why people are going towards porn and i will never do porn because i just want to stay anonymous and yeah and that's just, yeah, that's difficult to it's do. It's very, very hard. And there's more 
competition, I feel, um, online. So. Yeah, there's a lot, as you guys might have heard in the previous episode. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, like, and you're still dancing currently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So I started with the Amateur Night, and yeah, that club closed. And I found out that Moncton had a club, which was good, because UNB is <laughs> um, pretty close. And... It would have been nice to kind of travel around all the different clubs, but I just kind of go to Moncton because it's far enough from UNB, close enough that it's not an insane drive like Halifax would have been. And also, based on that one night that I did amateur night, that club was a little... Unsavory. Unsavory. (laughs) That's a good word for it. But I went because the competition, the prize money was like $1,200 for the first prize. I know. I was like, that is... Did you win? I did. And you it was really good. That? That's amazing. Well, okay, so it's I... It's so much better than Vancouver, the fucking $200, $250 that you win here. Yeah, so... Lame. <laughs> first prize was 1200 Wow. And then the second place was 500 and third place was 200 but... Every girl that participated for sure was guaranteed 100. That's still so much better than Vancouver. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like you're guaranteed $50 for that. And then you get tipped on top of that. And yeah. the only reason why I went was cuz I was going to work a regular person job. Um <laughs> I like didn't even consider working at the strip club. I was looking for a regular person job and this retail store was supposed to They did hire me, Mm -hmm. and then they just shifted all my training shifts when I had class, and I told them I had class, and so, like, my budget was set for me to need a job, and I just, like, racked up my credit card, and, like, I almost could not pay for groceries, and it was January. Shit. Um, Because for the whole fall semester, I was supposed to work, and yeah be able to feed myself and I just was like I can't and school's important so I'm just gonna yeah live off my credit card for a bit and I racked it up faster than I thought I would and um yeah then I found out about the amateur night in Halifax drove down that was a far far drive um, <laughs> yeah you had to go for two nights though that's the difference right. with the amateur night that was there it was two nights and so you had to compete on both nights in order to potentially win for a second or third prize okay. um, but if you just wanted to walk away with a hundred dollars then you could you do that see. amateur night's crazy though i i was like <laughs> i had so many questions because i just <laughs> am shy baby stripper uh, i was like <laughs> So if I'm competing in amateur night, do I have to... I kept calling the club. <laughs> so if I'm competing in amateur night, do I um do I have to like go fully naked or is it okay if I don't? And the girl was like, well, you don't have to. And actually like a girl that competed that night didn't. Yeah. But the, the girl at the, like, on the phone was like, um, you don't have to, but I've never seen a girl win who didn't go fully naked. And I was like... I fucking need groceries (laughs) so badly. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I guess I'll do whatever it takes. And then my friends found out I was interested in doing amateur night. And they were like, we want to see. And it was crazy because I'm also straight. And for me, like, it was more nerve-wracking to strip with my girlfriends watching than my guys. So (laughs) before we all drove down, I was like, girls can I just like practice in front of you is that cool like I <laughs> I don't care about like the guys because they've had sex they know what a body looks like yeah but, like and obviously you guys do too because you guys have the same body parts <laughs> but for some reason like my head was just like ah <laughs> <laughs> 
can be nerve-wracking for sure. Mm-hmm. And then so it wasn't till a while later when I was traveling through the East in Toronto that I met a friend that told me that sometimes she actually goes to Moncton to the club there. So I think maybe like nine months after I did Amateur Night, um, I met this girl who told me that she goes to Moncton to strip and um, she said it was really good and stuff and I was like, can you take me with you because I am really desperate and (laughs) like the sugar baby scene was really slow and I didn't feel comfortable like being my own like putting up my own escorting ads right so like that's the beauty of having an escort manager so right yeah I ended up saying like can you take me and she introduced me to her friend who actually comes up to work and she does like a crazy like two and a half hour drive from Halifax to Moncton and so So like yeah so then I became friends with her and she kind of like was my stripper mama um (laughs) and just like kind of showed me the ropes which was really good and it's so helpful when you're starting out too yeah especially because all clubs run differently so as you guys were talking about stage I can't remember who it was but you and there's been many I think it was um Ray du Soleil Ray du Soleil yeah Um, episode four I think maybe it was that episode you guys were talking about stage and how on stage here you're apparently guaranteed you get paid you get paid to go on yeah we don't get paid to go on stage for show oh dying (laughs) oh my god yeah and then people don't really tip the stage so you just have to use so so there's two kinds of dances that happen at the club in Moncton it's um either I'm on here because every girl has to go on here so I'm just gonna be on here right and not make money because you don't make money and that's like the <laughs> attitude and you can kind of see it in the dancer's oh eyes God. or it's like well I like to do pole dance and I like to like perform so this is my time and whatever yeah <laughs> in totally. terms of like getting tips like just like write that off off the bat and you don't get paid don't for get your paid for the stage for your booking. That's so crazy. Mm-hmm. But so we also freelance. We're not booked. Yeah, it's all VIP. It's all basically. VIP. Okay. Yeah, and the club so there, different. it's like two way contact. Mm-hmm. But then obviously, like, don't touch the pussy, which is really good because yeah, again, escorting is nice because there's a shower before anything starts. But yeah. at the club, I'm like, um, don't know where your hands have been, man. <laughs> what have you touched? And like, yeah, yeah, here's some like antibacterial wipes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the club there. I find it's really good because like the bouncers are constantly checking the VIP room and stuff. Yeah, and it's twenty dollars per dance there, and some guys like complain that that's expensive, and I'm like, it's oh been God. twenty dollars since like yeah forever ago. Inflation's gone up, and like the prices have been the same. So yeah. you know what? You're actually getting a deal. Don't try to <laughs> swing. That is a total deal. Me. I think it's the same in in Toronto too. Mm-hmm. But then out here in the West, it's like 40, 50 bucks dance. Which is crazy. But then the, the other thing is like we, we don't tip out our VIP dances. So, so it works all out. the money that we get is for us to keep. That works out though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So different over there. Yeah. So weird. <laughs> well, it works obviously. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess with that, we'll go into some Q&A because there's a few questions here that were sent in. So we got this question here. Um, Once these girls hit the proverbial wall, aka men want young women, what is their new business plan? So I guess what he's saying, this isn't a sustainable business plan. Like what do you plan to do like after you've expired? Obviously because there's an expiry date. Once I'm... 
friggin' wrinkly and old and... <laughs> oh, sorry. I think that question's really rude. No It offense. is totally... I thought it was rude, too. I'm just okay, like, good. There is, a, there is a, a way of phrasing things, guys, and you could tell this probably came from a guy. No, there's just a question that you don't ask, and that's okay. one of them. But... <laughs> if you really want to know. If you really want to know, no, I am not a career stripper slash sex worker, and I... Um, working on goals that are outside of the club. Sorry, I'm so offended. <laughs> no, I'm, I saw this question too. I was like, really? What the fuck? Um, <laughs> yeah, I have goals outside of this. I'm, obviously, it's just like a life hack. And why would I not take advantage of it? Take that? advantage of it. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. I'm just going to buy a house faster, pay off my student loans faster, do all those things, save up and like and not be build <laughs> my business faster, not waste time in a part-time job that I pays nothing, barely get anything for. But once I'm out of school, my plan <laughs> is to have a part-time job that's kind of like in the field of work that I'm hoping to build my business in. Awesome. Um, but mainly as a way to network and right. then the income level doesn't matter as much if I'm like at the basic level because I'm just there for different reasons because I'm gonna still strip when I'm doing that too so (laughs) So take that (laughs) so so take that I'm so sorry this is so sassy no please be sassy because I didn't like that question either but I was like well I want to be like raw and honest and like obviously transparent too so I like I took that question as is yeah I'm just like I want to see how you're gonna respond to that (laughs) yeah some girls want to be in there for a while and there are actually like one of the girls that works there actually a couple of them are like 50 and they still yeah they come for a reason so obviously they're making money yeah it's rude to ask how much money someone's making so I don't know how much they make but yeah if they're still coming that clearly means that they're still making totally and like I just found that question to be off-putting but (laughs) nothing wrong if if people want to become career strippers too guys like there's nothing wrong with that pays a lot more money than any fucking normal job okay yeah I would know because I work in that fucking nine to five yeah, and it's like, even the hottest girls sometimes at the club, depending on their energy, sometimes they walk out with nothing because yeah. they just didn't want to talk to anyone. Whereas, like, the girls that are considered less attractive to society, like, they are working hard to talk to clients and... and they know how to fucking hustle. They <laughs> just do their job and they get clients and they give dances and Yeah, nothing fine. wrong with that. It's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Anyways, yeah, if that question was like... Yeah just viewing strippers as not real people which is why i'm doing this podcast so thank you for that oh and if it's about escorting escorting is so fucking time efficient and i love it (laughs) for that reason one again i can sleep at my princess schedule and two like if you're booking a three-hour appointment i know you're only going to be there for three hours or two hours or half an hour and then i can fucking live my life pros and cons of like escorting versus stripping like one of them is definitely that stripping you're in the club for a long time and it might be dead whereas escorting i'm like i know you're coming unless you're a troll and And maybe you're not coming um pretty good money as well but yeah then you're guaranteed the money for the time and then maybe you get a tip on top of that they're definitely great pros (laughs) yeah so for sure why would you not? Uh, yeah. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't you like to do it before you expire? <laughs> right? Also rude. To me, expiry yeah. means death. So right. fuck off. <laughs> Sorry. 
<laughs> no, don't apologize. This is great. Super sassy. <laughs> um, I guess why were you drawn to this lifestyle? Do you think it's sustainable? I guess we kind of already that's like answered yeah, that. The yeah, same question. It's Pretty like, much just repackaged. <laughs> definitely sustainable for um. As long as I think it depends on the to girl be. too. Yeah. Because like if I see that something in the industry is affecting me, whether like it's the attitude of the customers or maybe like I'm making a lot of money and it's like affecting my mindset or like I'm working and I'm not enjoying it, then I like to take a step back and be mindful and reevaluate and reassess. And um, for me, like that's kind of how I find it sustainable. But also like if you're working as a barista and you don't like your job, then why are you doing it? And quit. Same (laughs) question. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing, just different industry, right? Yeah. (laughs) What are some of the craziest requests you've received? Um, Do you get a lot of requests, though? The only, like, request was, like, fluid play, which is, like, with pee. Um, And we don't do that because... It's messy, hard to clean. Yeah, and it smells. All of the above. Um, yeah, but in sugar baby, <laughs> <laughs> the craziest thing I think. So I never like had sex with this guy, but he was like, I think it's really hot if a girl dominates me mm-hmm. and like is just like humiliation, like findom. Yeah, like kind of like doing that stuff. So me and another girl that he found that he kind of like asks if I'm like I'm okay like with another girl and like he asked me if I like he was okay like giving my number to her and get to know them so that you feel okay with more each comfortable other. he paired me up with another girl I was the dom she was the sub but then both of us we peed into something and used a turkey baster and squirted it down his throat get the fuck out of here <laughs> Holy shit. Why does this show have so much fucking stories of pee in it? It's like, why? I was like, and he, oh he, even, had like, he even had like frozen pee in, in his like freezer. freezer and he was like, it was like some other girl's pee and he was like, do you want to use, and I was like, can I use my own pee? <laughs> Is that okay with you? Because I'm not down to use her frozen pee. Yeah, no, thanks. somebody else's. Like, no, thanks. you're okay with this? That's fine. Like, uh, I, yeah. Oh, man. Okay, that's definitely a crazy story for sure. <laughs> um, last question here. Would you wish for escorting and prostitution to be legal in Canada? Why or why not? I mean, prostitution is technically legal in Canada. And technically. Escorting gray area, though. You can't advertise, though. Still, a, yeah. I mean, like. Lots of gray area. Even with, like, money, it's like, okay, you put down the money. Like, I cannot touch the money while you're touching the money. But if you put the money on the table and I touch it, then it's fine. So technical. It's just very. It's so weird. Stupid. <laughs> yeah. But. I guess with, with that, bring this to the end of the podcast, where can we find you? I know you want to be anonymous, so... I do have social media, but you'll just have to be following me already to know it or find <laughs> me separately. But that's that. Um, is there anything else that you want to market or um, any last words, I guess? <laughs> yeah, I guess if you're someone listening who's toyed with the idea, because I've kind of dabbled in like three different things with three different set of expectations and stuff like Mm. I personally stripping is my favorite of them all except for escorting in terms of efficiency it's pros and cons but yeah you just have to figure it out because not all sex work is created equal but Mm. it's all very similar and if it's something that you think you want to do ask rude questions you have to 
be able to stand up for yourself and say, actually, fuck you. (laughs) Yeah, so be sure to take those precautions, guys. Do your research. Filter, filter, filter. And be safe. And I guess with that... We're done this episode. Strip by Sia on Instagram. My personal Instagram is Sia Steph. Don't forget to like, rate, subscribe, write me a nice review, and I'll love you forever. And yeah, I guess this might be around Christmas time when this comes out or something close to that. So um Merry yeah, Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas, happy holiday. I don't know I don't know what the date's gonna be, but thanks for uh thanks for joining us today, Serena, and we'll catch you guys later. Peace. Aka Kimchi, music by Ted D, photography by Ian D.